right, everybody. Back at for another week of NFL recapping fun. This is the All 32 Podcast. Your man Kyle Means is here that you're listening to. And with me on the line is Ryan Bukovetsky, as always, holding it down. Our fair writer, our NFL writer for WeAreRegalRadio.com. We're going to do things a little differently this week in part because we are in we are engaging in the second edition of our all thirty two power ranking, being that this is week eight of the NFL season that we're recapping. And also because of some technical issues that we uh you know we'll keep to ourselves but not nothing too big but uh you know as time stuff too. So uh Ryan's is gonna be with me here for the ranking that unveil our our top 16 that we lay out in the league. And uh, after that, we'll get a nice brisk recap of the game and do my my own look at the best first. But uh, right now, we're just, uh, you know, going over things. Let's see right away here. You know, Ryan, uh, you say you got the 16 set up for us, man. What, you know, let us know what you got. Uh, yeah, I want to start at the top because I think it's actually a little bit easier starting at the top than working in your way down the bottom. And my top two, I'm going to go New England number one and San Francisco number two. No big surprise there. Both of the teams are undefeated. And I think uh, they've shown, even though they haven't played great competition, they've shown a level of coaching, player development, uh, that defense of San Francisco looks pretty elite. Same with the Patriots. They both have quality quarterbacks coming from the same system. And you've got an offensive mind in Kyle Shanahan that's really uh, a, a terrific offensive guru, an actual offensive guru, if you will, Kyle. And then you've got Bill Belichick, the ultimate I'm sorry. Not a fake one like we uh, like we may be familiar with. <laughs> exactly, and uh, obviously, Bill, he is the ultimate guru. He can just he is the guru of football. There's nothing that he can't figure out. So those two are at the top for me, and uh, it was a tough choice between San Francisco and the third team, which I'm going to go with the Saints. Uh, basically, I think Kyle, you just said that they were number three last last ranking and I'm going to leave them in the exact same spot but you could definitely argue with two since they're starting to get healthy and they're getting healthy going into November and absolutely did a great job a masterful job of winning without uh, Drew Brees at quarterback and then when he came back they looked especially terrific so definitely the the Saints they are marching towards the top of the list and they look about as good as any team in the league and right after the Saints I'm going to go with the Green Bay Packers they have been uh, terrific themselves and also maybe the same thing like the 49ers and Patriots I don't know if they've played a ton of great competition but they've just demolished basically everybody they've played and uh, Aaron Rodgers has been terrific that defense looks solid the running game is legit. So it just seems like the Packers have a lot going for them. They're uh, my number four team. And then I think you have a little bit of a, a step down in competition, even if it's just a half a step. 
But my number five team would be the Seattle Seahawks. I think that they uh, are also a team that looks good, but they have some warts to them compared to those uh, previous four teams. It doesn't look like they have quite the same uh, uh, physicality on defense and overall performance, but they have a great quarterback. They have a good run game that they can kind of rely on. So they're certainly up there and uh, a few injuries with some of those top teams could definitely bring uh, this team like Seattle all the way towards the top. But for right now, they're going to be my number five team. And after them, I'm going to put the uh, unbelievably the Minnesota Vikings. I think uh, a few weeks ago, we were talking about them potentially being dead in the water, but uh, they've responded ever since that bears loss at the end of September. And they uh, were one of the best teams in October overall. And they've been one of the best teams at home and they've played some, some decent competition, maybe not the best, but uh I think they've proven that they are really a formidable team if Kirk Cousins gives them, you know, solid to good quarterback play. They're going to be very, very difficult to beat uh, late in the season because their defense is certainly legit, and Mike Zimmer is doing a great job coaching. So I like them at the the sixth spot. Uh, This was a little bit difficult with seven and eight because I think that they're pretty similar, but I'm going to go – Baltimore followed by the Colts. I think that those two teams have really shown a lot and uh, have had some very impressive victories like Baltimore going into Seattle or for Indianapolis going into Kansas city. And they've got great coaching. They're doing stuff for their quarterbacks. That really makes sense. They put them in positions to succeed with solid defense. And, and certainly for the Ravens after that Marcus Peters trade, it looks like they've kind of turned it up a little bit defensively. And uh, they're definitely a formidable team that I'm looking out for down the road. Uh, I guess here is a good spot to put Kansas City, the Chiefs. Uh, The only reason why they're this far down is probably because of the Patrick Mahomes effect, uh, because maybe they beat the Packers. Uh, Certainly they haven't been playing great to start out the month of October when they lost to the AFC South teams of the Colts and the Texans. But uh, they uh, certainly have – enough talent there, enough coaching. And you think when you get Patrick Mahomes back and if he's pretty healthy, that team goes back to being one of the uh, threats in the AFC. So uh, I'm going to keep the chiefs at number nine. You just got to knock them down a little bit because of uh, the the lack of Patrick Mahomes and number 10, I'm going to go with the uh, Los Angeles Rams. Uh, They haven't been super successful to start out this season, but uh, I like where, they're bouncing back a little bit after that Jalen Ramsey trade. They look like a strong team. Didn't uh, didn't overly impress against the Bengals in London this past weekend, but then again, it's a London game, so all kinds of craziness can happen, and we as Bears fans know exactly that from uh, that loss against the Oakland uh, Raiders. So I-, I like the Rams here, still in the top ten, and it- – I think their arrow is pointed up and certainly like the chiefs at number nine, their arrow is pointed up once they get Patrick Mahomes. So dangerous top 10, I think overall right now in the NFL. And then you look at uh, the last six, uh, I would put Houston Texans at number 11. Uh, I really love what Deshaun Watson is doing, but I don't know about the rest of the team uh, helping him out consistently. And that's including the coach. And now you just lost J.J. Watt for the season with a shoulder injury. I would think that their defense is going to take a hit, and they've already taken some big hits on the injury front with uh, that defense, especially adding the fact that they traded away uh, Jadavion Clowney. So 
I wonder if this Texans team might uh, struggle with uh, injuries towards the end of the season and maybe it becomes an act of attrition for them. But uh, certainly if Deshaun Watson's healthy and playing, he gives them a shot every single game. And then after uh, the Houston Texans at 11, I'm going to go with uh, the Dallas Cowboys at 12. They had themselves a nice victory last we saw them against the Philadelphia Eagles. And, uh, you know, they they look like they've sort of righted the ship a little bit, getting back into uh, the right groove of things. And uh, they've got the talent. We know that. Can the coaching be good enough? Can the talent consistently perform? Uh, certainly, if they get in a groove, they could definitely be a team that gets into the top 10 later on in the year. But this is a big month for them coming up in November where they really have to stack some victories and get some separation because they don't want to leave uh, a team like the Philadelphia Eagles around who we'll get to them in just a second. But after the Dallas Cowboys at 12, I've got the Carolina Panthers. Uh, or I'm sorry, I've got the Jacksonville Jaguars at 4-4. Uh, and four. I just like how they're playing, Kyle. They're, they're just a solid team, and Gardner Minshew is just a solid quarterback. They can certainly beat anyone any given Sunday. They don't have enough firepower to be one of the top teams, but they're going to be just – either an eight and eight team or a team that threatens to the playoffs with maybe nine and seven best case scenario probably for them is 10 and six, but they're going to be a tough team to play no matter who they are and, uh, or no matter who they go up against. And, and that's sort of the team that I have right after them in Carolina at number 14, they uh, got walloped a little bit in San Francisco. And by a little bit, I mean a lot. And uh, it looks like the Kyle Allen magic might have to slow down a little bit, but this is a team that's getting uh, hopefully healthy for them. And Cam Newton is coming back. So this is certainly a team again, sort of like the Jags where if they get enough out of their defense and their run game, they should be able to uh, really do some damage against any team. But uh, clearly they're not one of the best teams as we saw them go down pretty easily against those 49ers. And then at uh, 14, I'm going to put the – or I'm sorry, at 15, I'm going to put the Philadelphia Eagles. uh, Good win against the Buffalo Bills. And uh, I think that they showed that they still have some talent because they dominated that game. But they have just been so inconsistent and injuries have hurt them so much. If they go up against a team that can't really throw the ball, sort of like the Bills, they should have a decent chance of winning because – Uh, They are really hurting in their secondary. If they go up against a team that can really throw the ball downfield, they're going to struggle to get a lot of stops, and that's going to put a lot of pressure on that Eagles offense to score, and they've been kind of inconsistent at best. Some games they light it up, and then other games it's like they can't get anything going. Maybe uh, some more health on that side of the ball gets that uh, whole offense grooving a little bit, but – that's a team, I guess, to watch out for because they have the talent. It just maybe the injuries have bitten them a little too tough. And then after that, maybe a little bit down, I got the Buffalo Bills. And the only reason why I have them there is I just don't really trust that passing game that they have with Josh Allen. They can definitely play some solid defense, but they're not an overly dominant defense either. As we saw, uh, Miami kind of moved the ball against them pretty well two weeks ago, even though the uh, – the Dolphins shot themselves in the foot with some turnovers. They were able to really 
get points and control the clock. And then we saw this past weekend with the Eagles coming into into their home stadium and putting up 31 points. So the Bills, I, I definitely think, are a good team, but they've maybe been overinflated a little bit with their record at 5-2. and two. But I certainly, uh, if they get that passing game going a little bit more consistently, that's a team that can be very dangerous as well. Okay, so that is a 16 listed, a sweet 16 is listed by Ryan Bukovetsky. Up and down, uh, uh, I think from top to bottom, I think it's a pretty good list. And uh, it's, it's interesting to me as I, as I listen to you reel off the team, uh, these, these are some of the things that come to me right when I, when I think about, uh, like I say, just off, off of immediate response. Now, if you look at the conferences, it you reflect pretty much what we've seen throughout this season, and that is that the NFC is much deeper mm-hmm. than the AFC. Now, the NFC takes up the majority of the list. Uh, there's multiple teams from each division in the NFC, where whereas in the AFC, there's two divisions: the the AFC East. Uh, three divisions, that's the AFC East, West, and the North all only have one team represented. And the, the funny thing is that the closest division that comes to having all its teams represented, say, is the AFC South. Because you got, you got the Jaguars in there four and four, but the Titans are also four and four. And I, and I, and I agree with you, if you had to leave one out, it would be the Titans. That's off the shit. You know, both teams are, you know, uh, you know, both teams have the same record. They're overall, both same records home and away. Both teams have won their last two games as well. So, you know, it may, you know, may have to give the Titans a little love there as well, just on the outside. You know, they, they may be, if this was college, maybe they would have got some votes too, I guess. Yeah. And, you know, Kyle, I think that I would probably put the Titans at about 17. And uh, I think when you get about 13 through, let's say, 17 with my list, you can really reorganize those teams however you want. I I think like when you get to about the two Texas teams, that's where there there gets to be another step down where clearly not as much talent. They're going to have to rely on complete games from their whole team and getting effort from every area playing mistake free. Otherwise they just don't have the star power to really get themselves over. Maybe the Eagles, if Carson Wentz gets back to MVP Carson, maybe the Panthers, if they get back to MVP cam, you know, certainly they, those are some teams that could jump up a little bit. Maybe the Jaguars, even though Gardner Minshew has been solid and great, maybe they go back to Nick Foles and he's even better. Something like that where we'll see if those teams can really jolt. But uh, right now I look at those four as they got to play a really solid game, offense, defense, special teams, can't commit a lot of penalties, basically have to win the turnover battle or they're going to be in trouble. I want to throw one more team out there too that may be worth a vote at a, at a certain maybe maybe in the next you know depending on how they play definitely the next round but even in this one they may have been worthy of a little bit of vote and that's Detroit yeah Detroit's, you know, three three and one and they you know they competed really every week this year and, and against some good teams they you know that uh, Minnesota Kansas City. 
you know, they, that, though that's a team in general who have a, they could really be ranked uh, properly in if, if a couple other things have went their way. Yeah, I think if, if they probably win that game against Arizona week one instead of that tie, we're probably talking about them a little bit higher on the list. The 3-3-1 three, three, and one just kind of makes them a little bit lower, I think. Even though they played really well, uh, I agree with you. They they have a lot going for them, and I could very, very easily see them threatening top 10 when we do our next list and uh, maybe even be a team in the top 10 because they do play some solid defense. They have a, a good veteran quarterback in Matt Stafford that can make plays downfield, and he does it with pr- relative routine. Uh, do they have enough defense or offensive line? Do they have enough at the running back position to uh, really beat some of these really good teams uh, when they come later on in the year? But uh, certainly I think the the Lions are, are a team to look out for. And if you're a team like the Bears, I mean, right now that team looks better than you. So you are you're correct, I think, in saying how Detroit is right there probably just a, a little bit of time away from getting some major votes. And, and you know, uh, I, I remember you saying this at the, after the first group that we put together, like, you know, a lot can change in the month. And certainly that c- occurred in this past month. And when you look at teams like the Panthers and, uh, you know, the Niners and, you know, continuing their ascent and, uh, you know, the Colts as well, just, team that played into the the list, you know, they they really were able to make a difference in the past month. And and you also had teams like again the Bears, unfortunately, who uh, you know completely played themselves out of the list. And uh, I think another another team, the Chargers were definitely another team of that of that sort as well. The Browns, they played themselves out of the list. So it's like a lot could definitely change in and when you have this November that's coming up with more divisional games coming up, more games with playoff emphasis, you know, we could definitely see a lot of movement uh, to come. But it seems like you, you, that top four, you know, before I let you go, that top four has really uh, separated themselves from the rest of the group. It, Am I correct to say that? Yeah, I think so. At least to this point in time, things could definitely change. And maybe the 49ers, we still got to wait and see a little bit. But I'm, I'm pretty much with you because that those four, first of all, you're talking about Brady, Breeze, and Rodgers. I mean, you're going to get at least a, a, the right quarterback play. Maybe Tom Brady isn't throwing it as well as he can. Maybe Drew Brees is going to fade a little bit. Maybe Aaron Rodgers isn't going to be quite healthy later on in the year, but you know that all three are going to be able to put the offense in a position to succeed. And all three have a really solid defensive base that can make plays. They all three have run games and really the 49ers are that too, but we just, I guess, haven't seen it as consistently and as against great competition. We'll see maybe how they handle it with a little bit more of a bullseye on their back. Cause right now they're the number one seed. And if they are able to hold that position, Boy, I mean, going to San Francisco to play them, that's going to be a tough place to go play. And the the 49ers, I think, would have a big advantage. Yeah, and, you know, you mentioned the defense. Them, you, you really – the top two defenses you're looking at right now are them in New England. Yep. And, uh, you know, the Saints are proving their, their bona fides as a defense as well. And uh, 
Green Bay has been much improved as a defense. So they, they're showing – they're all all those teams are showing what's important right now in the league, and, and they're showing why they deserve to be seen as the best teams in the league right now. Yeah, I mean, you got to get that quarterback play. I mean, that's the foundation of a great team. It starts there, and you see what you do when you have a great quarterback – Get a defense that can stop the other team and get that guy the ball back because he's going to make a lot of guys better with just his play and just give him enough around him that your salary cap, your draft picks will allow and just let him work his magic. Well, thanks, Ryan, man. Like I said, we're both in a little bit of a time crunch here, so I'm glad you're able to uh, get me that list so we can build off of this. And uh, we'll we'll post this up uh the the you know maybe by tomorrow uh wednesday on uh we are radio.com so it'll be around the same time that this uh podcast will well actually let me let me switch that up because i think actually uh we may take a another break i know we just took a break with bare necessities but i'm I'm kind of i'm kind of thinking about taking another break because uh, maybe for it's I'm, a it's an ugly week. Yeah, <laughs> ugly last few weeks to do it. For maybe, sure. maybe for our own mental health, but I, but because of also the way that we did the show this week, I may uh actually throw in a, another another thing here with another contributor. I'm not I'm not gonna say, but I'm gonna I'm gonna speak with Ryan about that in a minute. Actually, but but uh, I'm gonna let Ryan go at this point because he's got to go and do uh the D and Davis show. So uh yeah, thanks man for uh for 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 the uh the continued grind that you're doing, man, and uh coming up with that uh pretty good list there, man. Yeah, no problem. Anytime, Kyle. All right, but yeah, you'll definitely hear from me and Ryan uh again next week for the for the next all thirty two. And uh but like you said, uh we'll probably chill with uh our bare necessities this week, which means that I'll probably push back the the whole all 32 for uh you know a day or two so it may come out more like on thursday or, or friday maybe even but uh depending on how i get this other thing but uh we'll but we'll put out the listings uh they'll stand alone uh the listings that ryan just provided the power rankers i should say uh that ryan just provided i'm gonna put that as a standalone uh and they'll be available on wednesday on warm anchor so you're listening to this. You're listening to you know the rankings are out, and you can also read the rankings on WeAreRegalRadio.com right now. So check that out. But uh, yeah, uh, Ryan, I'll let you go, man. Thanks a lot. No problem, Kyle. Talk right. to you later. All right, man. All right, y'all. Welcome back. This is the All Thirty Two podcast. Kyle Means here. Uh, like I said before, like we said before, you know, Ryan had to dip early on this one, but uh, you know, I'm gonna hold it down for the rest of this time for this episode this week. Remember, no, uh, no bare necessities this week, but uh, you know, we'll we'll supplement that with some more NFL stuff. Uh, try to get some. Uh, like I said, give you a little, a little bit extra. I ain't gonna tell you all right now, but we'll give you, we'll give you a little some bonus to uh satiate y'all, you know, in the in the face of not having the bare necessities this week. Uh, 
But right now, you know, like I said, we just went over the the latest power rankings. You know, Ryan hit you off with those, and uh, you can look for those. Uh, you know, look for those right now. Actually, if as you listen to this on WeAreRegalRadio.com. But uh, just a couple more thoughts I had about those rankings. You know, uh, like we said, you know, the NFC is sort of dominating over the AFC in regards to who has the the more quality teams. And definitely, you know, when you look at three of the divisions in the AFC, you know, you're looking at only one real playoff team. Actually, I think I was – I misspoke earlier. I think I said one – the one – only one of our power ranking teams was in the East, but they actually do have the Patriots and the Bills, so they have two. Whereas uh, there's only one in the West, the Chiefs, and uh, in the North, the uh, the Ravens. So, you know, just a, a little bit of a, you know, when you look at that as opposed to the NFC where there's multiple teams in every division, even the NFC East, you know, where you have Dallas and Philly, you know, it's a, it's a little bit, you know, I, I I don't think, you know, definitely the Ryan, I don't think that, you know, there is a bias there, you know, because I think you could tell by the, by the play, you know, by the results this year, you know, by the, the intra, uh, the inter, I should say, uh, conference, you know, games that you had, you know, the crossover games, I think. Judging by the results that we've seen in those games, all in all, the NFC does, I believe, have more popping teams than the AFC. But, you know, we'll go on to see, you know, things can change, as we said before in the last segment. So we'll go on to see how that'll shape up by the end of December or the playoffs and see who really has – the you know because there you still you may have more playoff worthy teams in the NFC, but there may be more teams in the AFC that are actually better you know bets at winning at all. You know when you look at who could match up in the in the Super Bowl, so you know you never know. But um, like I say, this week we saw you know not too many uh, strange things happen. I guess a lot a lot of things are shaping up. As uh, you know, based on things that happened in the in the past few weeks, they you know nothing really. I think to not much really happened this week. I think to rock the the league and um, you know a lot can change week to week as we know. But uh, yeah, I, I just yeah, this wasn't really one of those weeks. But at the same time, you know, he just got. You got some a lot of teams that define that you no know, further establish themselves as uh, as contenders, and uh, I think probably the team that most did you know that did the best job of doing that was probably the 49ers this week. When you look at the way that they dominated their win, and it was we getting to the results. I think uh, you know one interesting thing was uh, with 49ers too was that they actually scored more than their uh, their team name. <laughs> I think that's uh, I think Pablo Torre mentioned that on ESPN. It's like a rare time that they've done that in the past couple decades. You know, the 49ers scoring 51 on uh, 
on Carolina, which was a team that, you know, had a lot of heat on it coming into this week. And that Carolina team, you know, uh, they made our power rankings this this time and uh, I think in large part because other teams sort of fell out and we needed somebody to help another team to help fill out that back in. But at the, you know, at the same time, definitely uh, uh, Carolina has played competitively and, uh, you know, a four and four team right now. So they're still in the hunt for the playoffs and they've done a lot better than say uh, the bears have and, you know, a couple other teams have uh, in falling backwards, you know, going from, uh, you know, from the first few, uh, month of the season through the second one. But, yeah, let's start in the a- NFC West where uh, the West, actually, the NFC had a couple of battles with the NFC South this week. And uh, the most prominent one was, again, that 49ers Carolina matchup 51 to 13. Yes, San Francisco won that one big, uh, their biggest offensive output of the season by far. And, uh, you know, you, you couple that type of offense with that outstanding defense that we've seen them establish already this season. There's really few teams that can uh, really battle with that, especially one that's, you know, has a Backup, you know, Kyle Allen has been doing well, but he hasn't been lighting the world up with his numbers. He's not a prolific quarterback in that way. So it's hard to see, you know, even with uh, McCaffrey and some of the other weapons that they have, it's hard to see them really have a chance in that matchup, uh, given the way that the 49ers got down. So, yeah, you know, still undefeated San Francisco. They're number two in our rankings and uh, number one in that very competitive NFC West. But uh, you also had uh, in that in that another West-South matchup this week, uh, Seahawks overcame the Falcons 27-20. Uh, you know, I guess a respectable the final score for Atlanta, even though I, I think uh, through much of that game, Seattle was leading – and uh, yeah, they got out to yeah they scored the first twenty four points in that game. So you no know, Falcons were playing from behind. I guess that's a spot where they're comfortable playing from. And uh, you know they got some picked up some in the second half, but it wasn't enough. But uh, you know Seahawks went out on the road, continued their winning ways. They're six and two now, so they're again they're looking like a strong playoff contender, and they kept up. Uh, the way that they should in, again, I would say the best division in football right now, the, the uh, NFC West. Also, the Rams, you had the Rams uh, doing that thing, 24-10 win. They got pretty easy draw with a uh, home contest with the Bengals. And uh, the final team, the, uh, you know, uh, Cardinals competitive team, but not on the level of the Saints quite yet. 31-9, New Orleans spanked them, and Drew Brees looked awesome coming back in his first week back uh, since week two, I believe. So, yeah, it's, uh, you know, pretty, pretty, you know, expected victory there for New Orleans. They're outplaying 
their opponents pretty drastically right now. And the Cardinals, like we said, just are, are a team that's figuring out things, but they've shown a lot of heart in, in this first half of the season. They've shown an ability to steal some games, but they just weren't up for it this week. Uh, looking at the West, NFC West, I would say the highlights or the, the best thing in the West this week was definitely the 49ers pick, putting up the 51 and improving the 7-0. Uh, you know, looking at some of the numbers, you know, you know, Tevin Coleman had a nice game. You know, George Kittle, a lot of their uh, you know, typical guys you would expect. Uh, you know, uh, Manuel Sanders had a few catches. And a touchdown, only twenty five yards though. But you know, he had a few. Uh, you know, got got in the mix a little bit in this first game with uh, San Francisco. So I think he's definitely going to be a plus and uh, on that roster. And uh, yeah, they they just really rolled in this when the defense, uh, you know, shut down Allen and made him turn over the ball three times, three interceptions. Uh, McCaffrey had a pretty good game uh, overall, but like didn't have the impact on scoring that he would need. But, uh, you know, uh, San Francisco is, is a, definitely a contender right now. Let's, you know, let's see how they finish out in the, this back half of the schedule. Uh, should pick up a little more with uh, definitely uh, more clashes with Seattle and L.A. on the horizon. You know, that, that's something that uh, I've definitely said. I, I really want to see how those games play out, those intra-division games, those games between those three, who's uh, really going to show themselves to be the best. The best team may not be the team that ends up with the division. You know, as far as the record goes, you know, it maybe it's one of those teams that just may be playing better at the end of the season than the others. And, uh, you know, they may pick up, uh, you know, pick up the momentum that you would like to see going into January, whereas the others may fall out, you know, uh, you know, from carrying themselves into the playoffs. I, I could definitely see something like that happening. I'm, I've, I've been on the Seattle bandwagon as far as them winning the division and having the most momentum going into the postseason, but the 49ers have been proving more to me. And, you know, if they can just keep on winning, you know, it's it's really not an issue, going to be an issue for them as far as taking the division because they're getting out to a big lead now. And, uh, you know, looking at this coming week, they got the Cardinals on Thursday night football, so that should be another victory for them unless they sleeping, you know, or they get caught off guard. Sometimes that can happen on Thursday, but I don't expect that to happen. So uh, let's uh, let's move on to the South where, you know, we spoke on, a couple of teams already in the South who, uh, again, played those West teams. The Saints picked up a win. Uh, you know, Falcons lost and the Panthers lost. And also the Buccaneers had a close loss to Tennessee, which is, you know, as we spoke in the ranking segment, you know, they are just on the outside there. They're a 500 team after eight games, four and four. You know, they had some disappointing losses. They looked like crap in a couple of games, but they're still uh, they're still competitive, and they're still competitive in their division and in the AFC playoff race. So big up to them. But uh, definitely a, a, another tough loss for Tampa Bay, which has had a few of them, and, you know, they're really just falling behind. I would classify them the worst 
in that division. Uh, I didn't really give a worst in the West. Just to, I didn't really think that was needed for that division. It's, like I said, they're the best in base in in best in the game. So uh, you know, you know, uh, everybody in the division one who you expect to win. You know, Arizona losing really not a shock. So I just took, you know, just looked over that as far as that division goes. But I think the Buccaneers really needing to win, not picking it up in the South. You know, that's I think that would classify as the worst. So they have a worst as opposed to the West division. But uh, the best in the South, definitely the Saints, uh, given that the Panthers lost as well and the Falcons, you know, not not a very competitive division. The opposite of the West uh, is that South division. So uh, you're looking at really the Saints and Saints making up for it in a way by being one of the best teams in the league, definitely. But uh, it's, you know, that they're going to lack some challenges, I think, when it comes to their division games going forward. And uh be interesting to see if that'll mess up their you know, their focus in any ways, if they'll get into any traps or anything looking going forward. But uh, this coming week, I believe they have a bye. Those New Orleans Saints do. I'm not seeing them on schedule. So, uh, yeah, oh, yeah, they do have the bye because that was, that was a big part of the uh, the Drew Brees storyline. Like, uh, And that was something that I actually agreed with myself coming into this, uh, this past game, uh, you know, letting Bridgewater – start for this Cardinals game and then passing things back over to Drew over the bye week. But, you know, Drew was ready to go and he showed it in in this game against the Cardinals. Let's look at those numbers right quick before we move on. You know, 373 yards, 34-43 completions and uh, three touchdowns. And it just shows you how much he instills in this office how much juice he gives them because, you know, Bridgewater's great. He He's great in, in different ways, though. He controls the ball. He He's very – he's mobile. He can move. You know, he, he's he's a very capable leader, but he doesn't do that. You know, he doesn't do what Drew Brees did this week. And, um, you know, we look at uh, – Michael Thomas has to be the, the second happiest guy on the roster, too, when it comes to – those numbers because he had 112 yards receiving on 11 catches this week. So he's getting back with Drew and he knows that Drew is going to get him the ball. So that's uh, definitely big time, uh, no big, big time uh, challenge for opposing teams. When when you look at trying to slow that pass attack down now on top of the rushing attack that has been established Latavius Murray, is doing his thing, you know, supplementing Alvin Kamara, who's still dealing with some injury. But when Kamara comes back, you're gonna have that one too. And um, though on top of that, you got the defense. So, you know, who's capable of you know holding you down under two touchdowns? You know, most teams in the league they can hold under two touchdowns. So, I mean, the Saints are, are tough, man. They're gonna be uh, if they get any type of home field advantage in the NFC, that's gonna make it even tougher. You know, unless the refs are on their bull again, you know, you know, uh, Saints may be back for revenge this year. You know, got to watch out for them. 
But uh, let's move over as we continue the NFC side of our recaps. Uh, let's look at the East and the scores there, starting with the uh, Washington team that took a L on Thursday night football this past week, 19-9, lost to the Vikings. And you had the Lions who uh, – you know, the Giants actually, uh, we're looking at the East, uh, took an L to the Lions at, on the road there. So, you know, again, you had some multiple division matchups there. Uh, the the East and the Central were going at it this week on those two games. Lions overcame the Giants 31-26. Definitely a need a win for Detroit, but it would have been a nice win for the Giants if they could have picked it up. But they don't seem to really be controlling the ball or for damn anymore, you know, uh, Daniel Jones, the spark that he provided when he first came onto that field earlier this week, earlier this year, just uh, seems to have faded quite quickly. And uh, the Giants are back to being the team that we could expect them to be. They're not really going to compete this year, but, you know, maybe they'll be a upset-minded team in the second half, and maybe they'll throw a curve at a couple of teams that, uh, are looking to pick up wins to get themselves in the playoffs, in particular the two teams above them in uh, their division. And one of those teams being the Eagles, who reestablished themselves again this week, 31-13 win in Buffalo. Not too surprising. You know, Buffalo is a limited team. They're they're a good team that, like I said, is limited in a lot of ways, especially on offense. And the Eagles, you know, when they get going, they can really be hard to stop. Uh, you know, and I think a lot of people, when they consider the what's wrong with the Eagles, probably at the top of the list is their pass defense. But, you know, they were going against Josh Allen <laughs> this week. So you know, that sort of neutralized each other there. They, uh, they were able to put, be put in a position where they weren't being pressed on too much. So, you know, the Eagles held it down. And uh, Dallas was on off this week, so we didn't get to hear from them. So, uh, you no know, Eagles, I would say the best in the division, definitely uh, by default. You know, they won, and they won big on the road against a winning team. So, you know, definitely got to give them their props there. And, you know, if there's a worse, you know, <laughs> Washington is typically something you would want to look at there. But – I think, you know, as, as we're doing this on the uh, the day of the trade deadline, I'm going to give Washington some props, actually, uh, because they were able to get Trent Williams, their big uh, franchise left tackle, back into the and back into the club, back into the camp, as it were. Uh, he's, uh, you know, didn't get traded, but they uh, he's also reported, uh, you know, the reports are, out of Washington that he's reported back to the team. So I guess he's going to be back on the field soon. And that's a big win for them. The fact that they didn't have to give him up. They waited him out. He he said he would never play for them again, but he looks like he's uh, reneged on that. So that's definitely a big win. <laughs> as big of a win as, as Washington has had this year. So, you know, uh, definitely maybe they, maybe there's something that could be rectified there. And if that's the case, that's going to be great for, uh, you know, their young quarterback, Dwayne Haskins, uh, who you know, had a rough time of it in his, uh, you know, had, 
in his uh, limited time that he saw against uh, Minnesota, but he's a guy who's going to need all the help he can get going forward if they're going to make him into a franchise guy and having a franchise left tackle protecting you uh, is one of the biggest uh, weapons that a, a young quarterback can have. So good luck to them on that. But again, you know, uh, they still lost though. They were competitive in that game. It was, but they didn't win. You know, they did what they sort of flamed out like they typically do. So, you know, still a lot of issues with Washington Giants. Like you said, they're they're just there for right now, and you know, we'll see how they play uh, some other teams in the future. In the coming up in the future, you know, if they're going to be a spoiler or not, Eagles. Know that there's really some timey to me, but you know, but they're they're a playoff team potentially, and uh, they're gonna see the Bears this week, and uh, I expect them to fully, you know, whoop on the Bears in Philadelphia, I believe. So, uh, yeah, nothing, yeah, really, no reason for them not to boost their record above 500 this week. Uh, you know, let's say Eagles at four and four currently tied with the Cowboys for first place in the East. So that's going to be interesting week to week, seeing how that goes. Let me look at the Cowboys schedule. And they they have the Giants on Monday night. They're going to be at New York. So that could be, you know, that's the type of game where, you know, a lot of different things could happen there. But I would expect the Cowboys to win overall. But you never know. You never know with that. Uh, rivalry in that division. So, but uh, let's move over to the NFC North uh, as we finish up the the NFC talk. And as we uh, said before, because the North teams got a couple wins over the East teams, good weeks for the Lions and the Vikings. Vikings in particular, mo- keeping up momentum big time and uh, keeping themselves, uh, at, you know, really squaring that that up. Uh, NFC wild card race, I would say, and they are still in the range of the Green Bay Packers, who are leading the division. And uh, as far as those Packers go, you had the thirty-one twenty-four win in Kansas City. You know, uh, Kansas City was pretty competitive, uh, uh, a little bit more than expected, given that Patrick Mahomes wasn't available. Uh, Matt Moore came in and, and did pretty serviceable in his, uh, maybe even more than serviceable, you could say, in his his stead. But uh, you know, Packers were just too much, and you know, Aaron Rodgers and Aaron Jones is looking like a pretty damn good combo right now. Scary combo if you look at uh, look at it from the eye of an NFC North competitor. And uh, you know, those guys are going to put up numbers. So. Uh, you know, it's nothing really stopping them. Even if you have these other injuries that, you know, the Packers are dealing with, especially in the receiving core, you know, Jones ends up leading the receivers, uh, the Green Bay receivers this week, seven receptions, 159 yards, two two touchdowns. I, I know the one play he had, a, you know, definitely was a, a sort of a pitch out thing to him where he did most of the work getting the yards. You know, it wasn't a deep throw or nothing, but, you know, still, he's he's a beast, man, and, and it's going to be definitely a, a next factor going forward along with, you know, 
really the best quarterback still in the league right now, Aaron Rodgers. He's, you know, more and more comfortable now playing. It looks like with, uh, you know, the, this new system and everything, he's really just doing what he wants to do. And that's really all that this new coach, LaFleur, should have been trying to do from the beginning. You know, you want to establish yourself as a leader, as a as a position of authority. But, you know, when you have Aaron Rodgers as your quarterback, you really just let him do him. And uh, you let the rest fall as they may, you know, get the talent around him that he needs and, uh, you know, let him run. And that's why Green Bay is winning. And that's why they're they keep it simple. They play to their strengths, unlike a certain team here in Illinois. And they do what they do. So they're, uh, you know, they're seven and one. They're up in the top four in our rankings. Uh, definitely. The top teams in the league right now are, like uh, like Ryan said, Green Bay and, uh, you know, San Francisco and New Orleans, along with uh, that team over in the AFC that we can't get rid of. <laughs> but we'll talk more about them in a minute. But, uh, yeah, best, in the, best of the week of the division. I'm actually um, – you know, I guess you noticed too. I am skipping over the Bears. You know, we've t- uh, you want more on the Bears? Read Ryan's third and out. Uh, you know, it's on on the WeAreRegalRadio.com now. Uh, three and out, I should say. Uh, you know, he recapped the game there and everything, and you know, I I just don't have have it in me to really. Uh, I've said stuff online. You can follow me online. Work underscore right, W-I-K underscore W-I-T on Twitter. I've said, uh, you know, enough about the Bears since Sunday, I believe. So, you know, that's it is what it is with that team right now. They are very disappointing and very much out of, I think, any contender status. They don't, they don't deserve it. They don't deserve the benefit of the doubt. They, they come out every week. Their coach comes out sounding more stupid every week about the decisions that he makes and the stupid I think spreads to some of the players now and the way that they deal with people outside the locker room, the way they deal with people online. Eddie Pinero sounded pretty stupid this week. You know, today I believe you're talking about the hash marks and you know how you prefer the hash marks and you know you you go out there and you kick the ball. That's what you do. You put yourself in your position to win the game. You win the game. You were able to do it in Denver, but you weren't able to do it here for some reason. I just don't understand. But uh, you know, before I, <laughs> like I said, I just got to cut myself off because uh, I could, I can complain all day about that stuff. But you know, the like I said they're they're in last place in the division. They are definitely the worst in the division, uh, literally and figuratively. So uh, there's no co- competition there. I, my best, I actually will split the Vikings and the Packers up with this one because I think the Vikings. I'm just, I am impressed by the way that they, again, are sticking to their strengths. Their team, very much like the Bears, that ha- had a lot of the same struggles as the Bears at a point this year, but they got over themselves. And I'm impressed by the way that they utilize Dalvin Cook is really the way that the Bears should be utilizing uh, uh, David Montgomery. They did it this week, fortunately, but they should have been doing it for a couple weeks now. It could have made the difference maybe in them winning 
these last two games that they had before losing this one and having a three-game losing streak now that they're dealing with. But, uh, you know, Cousins is keeping the ball on his side of the field. He's not turning the ball over. And their defense is, is as stout as ever. So it's, you know, they looked impressive to me in, in taking down, you know, they didn't, you know, beat down Washington. They, you know, maybe they should have, but Washington was pretty game in that Thursday night game as far as they were ready to compete. And, uh, you know, they, they shut them down. And they're, you know, I think as, as they keep up, you know, keep themselves a game behind the Packers, they are allowing themselves to, you know, keep it, you know, keep things up in the air and, and make the North, which is a, a, still a pretty competitive division, not as good as the West, I would say, but it's up there if, you know, especially if Detroit is able to keep themselves as a winning ball club. You know, it'll be interesting to see how uh, Minnesota and Green Bay, you know, play out the rest of the season. And, you know, I think both of them will get in the playoffs. But uh, looking at this coming week, Vikings take on the Chiefs in Kansas City. So they'll get a nice little challenge there. And, uh, you know, Packers at the Chargers. So uh, really the Chargers, you know, they lucked out with a win this week, of course, in Chicago. They'll probably get uh, bulldozed by the Packers this week. You know, be a late game. It won't be much for them to trip over as far as the travel, I believe. So, uh, you know, I, I really, the way that they let the Bears move up the field well enough this week, you know, and the, the Packers aren't going to, you know, foul up in the red zone the way that the Bears did, you know. So you give, you give the, you give the Packers the type of chance in the red zone that you gave the Bears, and you're talking about losing by three or four touchdowns. So I fully expect that to be the case with the Chargers this week, even if they're, you know, they may be picked up a little bit by the win this week. They may be, you know, have a, a little bit better health this week and playing at home. But their home, you know, their home field has proven not to be much of an advantage. You know, that that's little soccer stadium out there, and, and they don't have a lot of fans of their own that they fill it up. It'd probably be another game like that uh, Pittsburgh Sunday night game a few weeks back where the majority of fans were actually from the other team. I wouldn't be surprised to see that uh, mostly, mostly or at least half of the, that field out there covered with uh, green Bay Packer paraphernalia. So, but uh, yeah, that's it though for the NFC talk. Uh, we're going to flip it over to the AFC right quick. And uh, this is the A uh, the All Thirty Two podcast. We are RigorRadio.com, War Media, and I am Kyle Means here, alone for the recap this week. But uh, definitely holding it down as always. So uh, hope you enjoy the show. Uh, check us out online. We are Rigor Radio. Uh, you know, search us. Uh, we are Rigor Radio on Instagram. Rigor Radio One on uh, Twitter. <laughs> And uh, so you can search us for Regal Radio on Facebook. All right. Back at it, the All 32 podcast, Kyle Mees. Going into the AFC now with our results here for week eight. Uh, definitely remember you can check out 
our uh, power rankings for uh, this special week, uh, the second quarter of the NFL season, wrapping up in the end of October as well. So, uh, you know, we put together our second power listings, uh, second ranking of the top 16 teams in the league. You can listen to that as well right now on War on Anchor if you haven't listened to it already. But, uh, yeah, just looking at the AFC, we'll start off in the AFC East where I mistakenly in those rankings, when we initially talked about those rankings, me and Ryan, I said that they only had one team in the in our top 16, and of, you know, that being the number one New England Patriots undefeated and all, but they actually had two, and uh, you know the they have the team at one, they had the team at sixteen that uh those Bills, and the Bills dropped a bit, uh, I believe five spots uh, in the in the listings. I don't. That's another thing. I don't know if I necessarily agree with uh, with Ryan, but. Uh, they didn't really acquit themselves well this week, losing to the Eagles, as we uh, spoke about earlier. Uh, of course, the uh, you know the Patriots won uh, 27-13 over the Browns. A little bit of a sh- struggle at times there. They didn't, you know, you no, know, they didn't really smash them out like uh, you think they could. They, you know, New England has had a couple games like that. Uh, this year with lesser opponents, but you know they keep winning, and their defense is pretty impenetrable for you know most teams in the league. You have to figure at this point uh, they're putting up numbers that are ranking them among the best defenses of all time, and um, that's something that you definitely have to respect. We definitely respect that type of play here in Chicago, but uh, you have to see how long will that hold up. Will it hold up over the course of an entire season? That's a big question still to be asked there. But uh, elsewhere in the East, you have those Jets took a loss to the Jaguars, 29-15. And uh, also, I believe the Jets, yeah, on uh, Jets, I believe, had the bye this week. Oh, oh, oh excuse me, not the Jets, uh, the Dolphins. <laughs> Just told you, Jet score. Uh, the Dolphins actually uh, have, yeah, they had the loss to the Steelers, twenty-seven to fourteen on Monday night. A pretty inconsequential game uh, for our rankings, as well as uh, the league in general. You know, Steelers pick up a good win for them. We'll uh, probably talk a little bit about them in the North in a minute. But uh, yeah, Dolphins, nothing changed there. There. Uh, headed towards the top of the draft, and as are the Jets, it looks like. And the uh, you know, Jets are pretty set in their ways. They didn't didn't make any deals. No Jamal Adams deal. Uh, no, uh, you know, no, they did uh, send Lennon Williams to the Giants, but uh, nothing flashy in regards to their talent. No Le'Veon Bell deal either for the Jets. So they're kind of just stuck where they are. And um, you know, really, really uh, doesn't doesn't really uh, make much sense to apply at worst in the in the division 
Although, uh, no, no, let me change that. I guess the Bills, I put the worst in the division because they didn't really represent as a, uh, you know, as a potential playoff team this week. And I guess that's a big part of why Ryan put them almost out of the rankings, even though they have a still a five and two record, I believe. You know, pretty you know good winning record, and there's teams that are uh, like the Eagles that who they lost to with lesser records who are above them in our rankings. Uh, Eagles only four and four, but you know the Eagles are like a more complete team. And the Eagles beat them straight up one on one, pretty decisively. So uh, hard to argue with Ryan's reasoning there, and hard to argue with the Bills being a little less impressive this week than they were maybe coming into the week. Uh, you know, saving grace for them is that the AFC is indeed shallow uh, with uh, when it comes to playoff type teams. So the Bills, if they hang on, you know, they get to about 10 wins, they should still be able to get in the playoffs. So, you know, that would be a a big, big plus for them. But I don't know how competitive they'll be once you get to the playoffs if you're talking about that offense led by Josh Allen. So, But uh, looking at the north, let's go over to the north and – uh you know, there's a, a pretty, like I said, the Steelers won on Monday night. Pretty, uh, they got Mason Rudolph back, which is good for them. I think uh, definitely better than having that third string guy out there. They improved their record to three and four. So, Pittsburgh, you can, you can, I could definitely see them being in the mix for the for a wild card spot, one of the final ones in December. There's a possible, there's definitely a possibility for that. But, you know, it's still early. And I think, you know, they sort of played the, the with their start, sort of played themselves out of the division. Uh, you know, the Ravens, it looks like it's theirs to take. And uh, we didn't get to see the Ravens this week. But, uh, you know, we did get to see the Browns, who lost to the Patriots, and the Bengals, who lost to the Rams. So, you know, not see not a lot going on in that division this week, but again, you know, it's you know it's Baltimore's division to, to keep, and you know they play a big one this coming week against the Patriots on Sunday Night Football, so that'll be their that'll be their chance, you know, at home too, you know they could get they could. You know, knock the Patriots off their perch as the the lone undefeated team in the AFC. That'll go a long way in showing just who who they can be as a playoff contender in the AFC as a team that might face that New England team in January. So, you know, that's uh that's definitely I think the big news in the North right now. And uh, they say you know. As far as the the downers go, the the lessers, you know, the Bengals didn't make any trades, no AJ Green deal, no uh, Andy Dalton deal. Some people saying Andy may have been someone the Bears should have tried to get. To me, you know, it doesn't really make much difference, uh, one way or another. I think the Bears will be more, will be smarter to 
just let Mitch bottom out and, or you know, just to, just to give him the opportunity to see what, you know, what the complete bottom is with him. So, uh, or if he can, or if just give him the chance to somehow redeem himself in some way, he, I mean, that, I guess there's still an opportunity. Can't be really confident of that right now, but I think replacing him with a, you know, a mediocre quarterback like Andy Dalton doesn't do much to change the playoff uh, possibilities for the Bears. It just really, you know, maybe it, you know, the way that Mitch is playing now, if he was, if he's continuing to project that way, you bring Dalton in, maybe that gives you a, a game or two that you weren't, that you wouldn't have with Mitch, maybe, but it's not going to give you a, a championship this year or anything. It's just, you know, maybe you bring in Dalton. Excuse me. Maybe you bring in Dalton if Trubisky somehow redeems himself and makes him self-worthy of being the number one contender for the job going into 2020. Then you could maybe bring in an Andy Dalton. He could be that veteran guy who you bring in to push him in um next year's training camp. But to bring him in at this point, you know, don't really make much sense. But uh enough of the Bears there. Uh and really enough of the North. Like I said, Bengals Bengals are in the dumps and uh you know, so are the Browns really. And um, you know, those are those like I say Steelers have I think an outside chance they have more more Definitely more momentum for them than uh than the Browns do. No Browns really don't have any momentum momentum right now. It's two and five, but the Steelers uh three and four. And uh, let's look at their week nine game. Uh, they host the Colts. Uh, so that can be an interesting game there. Uh, the host and the Colts, nice. You know, better, uh, better for them than I guess going on the road. But uh, yeah, that's that's gonna be a nice measuring stick game for them. So if they beat the Colts, I think they definitely proved themselves to be a playoff contender right now. But if uh, if the Colts go in and drag them, then that's gonna be a setback. But you know, definitely uh, not definitely not as surprising. As, but I, I think I don't think it would be too surprising, especially because the game is in uh, in Pittsburgh. If you no, know, if it's a tight game, if it's a tight competitive game where Pitt, you know, I think that'll be the most likely situation. Pittsburgh will probably be competitive, keep the you know deficit will be within you know ten points, may a touch around the touchdown or so. But the Colts will probably uh, take it, and uh, you know, like I said, it won't. No, Pittsburgh losing next week wouldn't take them out the playoff hunt, but it just wouldn't help them either. So that's what that is. That's what I think uh, my early projection for that game. But uh, let's go to the South since we're talking about the Colts. And, uh, you know, Colts right now definitely uh, are, you know, saved themselves a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of, uh, bother and uh worry and the self like say self inspection 
you know, if they would have lost to the Broncos at, uh, you know, that would have that have been tough for them. But they win with the last second field goal, fifteen to thirteen, um, in Indy, and uh, so to keep themselves atop the the South Division, and uh, that's key because the rate the Texans also had a close game that they won over the Raiders. Again, they were at home as well in Houston. And, uh, you know, just a uh, you know, competitive game. Again, Raiders have shown themselves to be a, a, a game bunch of competitors. But, uh, you know, they – outside of playing the Bears, they just seem to be a team that doesn't really have what it takes to beat – you know, uh, teams that are likely better than them. So, but, um, you know, the Texans, uh, Texans uh, still, you know, cause they pulled it off. Deshaun Watson and Carr uh, had a pretty good duel there at the, at the quarterback positions. And, um, you know, the offense is still there for the Texans. You got to worry about their defense, though, especially with Watt suffering the season-ending injury. You know, well, what type of uh, – Pressure they're going to be getting on opposing quarterbacks going forward. What type of you know uh, impact are they going to have against teams that can run the ball? And that's again something that we've seen that the best teams in the league are doing right now is running the ball. So uh, if a team has a solid run attack, you know how afraid are they going to be against uh, Houston? You know, and uh, you know, but uh, Houston with that win, like I said, keeping themselves. A pace with the Colts, who are five and two, you know, so one less game. So they both teams with five wins, but you know, Houston has the better record because of the one less game. And uh, also in the South, you had the Titans pick up their win. Uh, we, t- we talked earlier over Tampa Bay, twenty-seven twenty-three. And uh, he keeps themselves at four and four. And uh, if you listen to the the rankings uh, podcast, uh, you no, know, I think definitely a team that deserves some respect and uh, just just came short of the power rankings. Uh, maybe they're the seventeenth team right now in the league as far as uh, me and Ryan go. Uh, but uh, you no, know, four and four, they're doing their thing and. Uh, same could be said for the Jaguars, keeping themselves afloat. Uh, they beat those Jets, as we, as I just said earlier, and you know, four and four, the pretty competitive division overall. Uh, you know, nobody, I say nobody's has no one has a losing record. That's more than any other division can say. And uh, you know, we'll it'll be interesting to see how those teams, uh, how things play out because. Uh, you know, there's, there's not much separating them. But I do think that Houston and the Colts have shown themselves to be much better teams than the Jaguars and and uh, Tennessee. You know, maybe Jaguars. Jaguars and Tennessee each have their pluses, especially on defense. But they seem to be more, you know, just able to uh, take advantage of the teams they've played so far. Think when you and you match them up against those upper two teams in the South, they are more likely to lose, and they're definitely uh, as just as they are against uh, the better teams that they may face in other divisions. So, uh, you know, we'll see how 
things will play out starting with these next games here in at the start of November, and it'll be a you no know, again. We'll see how the Jaguars do against the Texans uh, in this time in Jacksonville. Uh, they played earlier this season, and I believe uh, the checks. See, I believe uh, Texans had the better of that one. Let me see if you get that up. Yeah, 13 12. Yeah, that was a tight game there in Houston. 13 12 game. So, yeah, we'll see how that goes in Jacksonville. Will it, will it be just as com- competitive and just as offensively uh, negligent? <laughs> you know, uh, will it be a more for defensive battle? Let's see if it, if it is a more for defensive battle that could. You know, uh, play towards Jacksonville's favor. So, Jacksonville may be on the hunt for a nice upset this week. And uh, is it elsewhere? The Colts like to take on the Steelers, as I said before. And the Titans travel to the Panthers. So, two, four, and four teams there looking to get themselves some more uh, boost of momentum as they start off the second half of the season. So, uh. Definitely keep an eye on those South teams. There's some interesting things going on there. And uh, we finish up this week of results in the AFC West. And uh, definitely the big game in the AFC West is the only team that's really competing right now. The Chiefs fell by seven to the Packers. And, uh, yeah, Matt Moore looks good that game, as I said before. You know, he's uh, – you know, it'll be interesting to see how long they'll need him to to be in that spot. You know, hopefully it won't be too long. But, you know, the, the one thing that Kansas City has going for him is that the rest of that division is subpar. And uh, we look at the Raiders taking the loss and uh, the old Chargers barely beat the Bears who were asking to, to lose. And, uh, you had uh the bit uh Denver who took that loss in uh Indianapolis. You know, did you know really none of those teams can be counted on, I think, from week to week. So you're the Chiefs, you just you gotta really just try to keep yourself going through this period that you're in. And you know, this coming week they host the Vikings, which is gonna be tough. So there's a good chance that the Chiefs are, you know, fall Back, you know, fall to one game above 500, five and four coming out of that, you know, coming out of this this week. And I would think that they have the buy coming out beyond that for week 10. Uh, no, actually, they don't. They play week 10 as well and they play at the Titans. So that might be challenging as well at the Titans. And, um, you know, especially if, uh, <laughs> Patrick Mahomes still isn't available. So this is these next two games are gonna be pretty, you know, they they could definitely be pretty strenuous for KC. They got the charges on Monday night following that week eleven. So, you know, they you know, this is it'll be interesting to see just where Kansas City is, you know, because we're you now at that point we're talking the end of 
the end of November, pretty much. And I believe that buy for them will come in week 12. So uh, right before Thanksgiving. But, um, yeah, it's, you know, you just got to see how that's going to go. And, uh, you know, if they can keep themselves, said keep themselves above water and, you know, because uh, down the stretch, you know, I would give them the advantage over the rest of the clubs. Except, you know, maybe, maybe Oakland could show a little something. Uh, but, you know, maybe there's an outside chance that, you know, uh, with this win this week, the Chargers may have something. You know, they have had some slow starts before and finished strong to get themselves uh, close to the playoffs or even in it. And, uh, you know, maybe getting rid of Ken Wisenhunt can open up their offense some more where they can be more effective and put more pressure on opponents. You know, but at the same time, you know, you got a question is if Rivers is up for, you know, has he reached that point in his career where, you know, maybe he doesn't have that same ferocity in him that he that he uh you know he had that he's had in past years. Although, you know, he was he was willing to, you know, throw in that cheap shot at the the one bear this past week. I'm forget who it was. But uh, you know, we'll see though. We'll see. But I think as of right now, the one thing to talk about in, in the West is those char- those Chiefs. And uh yeah, I'm Definitely going to be watching them in November to see how they get through the month and will they get through the month with uh, Mahomes intact and will that, you know, will they be in the same position in in the division that they, uh, you know, that they are in currently, you know, will they still be atop that division and setting the pace? You know, if they're not, you know, they, they may have some troubles as a, as a wild card contender because, you know, yeah, say the South Castle teams and and then you got the Bills who are who should be in the mix as well. So who knows? And and maybe again those Steelers. So uh but that's the AFC for you. And uh this is me for you, Kyle Beans. You know, just wrapping up uh with the the regular approach that we do things here with uh all thirty two. You no know, really down the games each week. All thirty-two teams in the NFL, all eight divisions, and uh, yeah, that's it for now. With that, uh, we'll be back next week with the show as a as a ideally put together with me and Ryan going back and forth over these games. But uh, for now, you know, just uh, keep you keep yourself going strong out there stay positive keep building and uh yeah this you know uh keep uh checking us out here we are radio.com i promise you we got a lot more special stuff coming for you over the weeks and days ahead uh definitely more basketball coming up uh as, as we as the nba starts kicking off uh really getting into the nba and um yeah, you know, even you know maybe some some wrestling and some combat sports stuff too. I want to, you know, maybe tease you out a little bit with that. You know, definitely uh, a lot going on on the wrestling front. 
Uh, we, you know, you know, we like wrestling over here, pro wrestling, and uh, you know, maybe getting a little bit of that, but as well as boxing too, and and MMA. Uh, you know, definitely want to have some fun with that. But you know, we are radio.com and War Media. You know, we just try to give you, uh, you know, as, uh, as wide and uh, expansive a view as we as we can with uh, sports and entertainment. You know, try to get you some get some, you know, many voices out as possible, you know, uh, people that we trust and, uh, you know, I've worked with in the past and maybe some new ones as well. If you're a person who feel that you uh, can talk, you know, and, and you got a little something to say, you know, holla at us. Let us know what you have to say, be it on uh, social media, you know, on our one of our many platforms or, uh, you know, you can definitely leave messages here, of on, on anchor that we have the ability for you to leave messages and uh, the link for that actually is at the top of our Twitter page. Uh, we are Regal radio is uh Regal radio one on Twitter. So check that out and, yeah, you know, follow us there and uh, click the link and uh, check out how you can send messages and maybe you'll get on one of these shows, all 32, Bare Necessities, or, or something else. So uh, that's it for now, though. Again, this is Kyle Mees. I'm signing off. I'll check y'all out later. Shit. Hey. I prefer to be lounging over the loud talk And I'm around, I circle the town, heard of a clown Tyler was shoveling just to get down with the niggas who got the crown Announcing to the crowd, I'm nothing short of a legend That we juggernaut, that's the underground to the core What's in store for my naysayers? I can make a separate wager with your labels I'm guaranteed to be the remaining player Don't want taking favors, steadfast skill Never waver, been took a seat at the table Out of way, slipping in some gators on a pimp OG, supersonic Sean Kemp Hit a clip and trim away whatever was standing here Before but I'm way, way sharper now Then my Detroit tape, I ain't no man Exempt. Picking up the pace, still chilling with the go getters in the trenches, setting up the